Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Madrid podcast. Now, coming up, we're going to be taking a look back at last night's victory over Ibar before we preview the next home game against Valencia later on this week. But first, though, what has been making the headlines today? Well, Zidane's views are being poured over by the media during the course of the day on their performance and why it dropped significantly in the second half. I don't know if it was a physical issue, he said, but we were not right. On Hazard's return, he says, I knew that he was going to look a bit out of rhythm, but he played very well for an hour. On the schedule, he said, we can't do anything about it. We have a big squad and we're going to need everybody. We now need to rest and think about our next game against Valencia. Now, a quick injury update for you. Sergio Ramos and Carvajal, neither of those have an issue. They will be available for Valencia, as will Eden Hazard. The only player that won't be available is Lucas Vasquez. He will be out for at least another two weeks. So then, looking back to last night, a comfortable victory in the end over Ibar. The game won by halftime, really. Madrid dominated and led by those three goals, Cruz Ramos and Eden Hazard, Ramos scoring his sixth goal of the season, equal with last season. He's only ever scored more on one other occasion back in 2016-17 when he scored seven. And it is goal number 65 now for him. And he's now scored more goals than Iniesta, Puyol and Busquets together. Incredible, isn't it? And Marcelo struck a fine goal as well. That was his first goal in La Liga since October of 2018 when he scored in the 5-1 loss against Barcelona at Camp Nou. And Tony Cruz took his total to four this season. Overall, territorially and possessionally, Real Madrid dominated 56.2% of the possessions. Six attempts on goal, five of them were on target. Zidane would have been pleased with the physical element as well. 66% of the tackles were won last night. Uh, they won the majority of aerial duels as well. Sergio Ramos had more attempts on goal than anybody else with two. Benzema didn't get a shot on goal all night. He still had a fairly effective performance, didn't he? Uh, Casemiro was his usual combative self-winning over 50% of everything that he challenged for. And he also won five of the six aerial challenges that he had to make as well. Just going back to Karim Benzema, he again last night showed all the facets of his game. Bar, of course, scoring former French coach Raymond Dominic was actually talking in the French media about Benzema. He said he is a bit of a chameleon. He does need to touch the ball mentally, though. He is very strong. He is the most complete French forward at the moment. The reason why I say this is because he does basically a bit of everything, and technically he is above average. Uh, moving on to other stories and some news about Fabian Ruiz, the Napoli president, De Laurentiis, talking in Italian media, was in a bullion mood after Dries Mertens extended his contract. He said Fabian has three years left, Koulibaly too, no problem. He said if City or United or maybe PSG come in with $100 million, well, I'd think about it and probably sell as long as the players wanted to go. I wouldn't even consider $60 million. I don't need the money. I see teams with three to four hundred million in debt. I, he said, don't owe anybody anything. Lotus name to appear in the transfer rumor columns is Leicester City's Wilfred Ndidi. He cut his teeth, remember, with Racing Henk in Belgium before three and a half successful seasons at Leicester City. 
He is seen as a potential successor to Casemiro. Indeed, he is still only 23. His contract runs, though, until 2024. So, again, it would not be easy to prize him away. PSG also are said to be interested. Uh, Donny van der Beek is said to be sat waiting by the telephone. Ronald de Boer, who was talking on television yesterday, said that he thought Real Madrid weren't fully convinced about the player's potential and that the Premier League is his most likely next stop. Manchester United had the queue there. De Boer added Solskjaer. He said he's tired of Pogba's. He wants players like van der Beek. Uh, Luka Jovic is still interesting half of Europe's elite clubs. That is, if you believe everything you see and read. This time it's Arsenal, who are said to be about to tempt the player with an offer of around €189,000 per week. Aubameyang and Lacazette's futures, remember, still far from being decided. Arsenal may have to move swiftly. Milan, remember, still also in the hunt. They, though, have offered only a two-year loan deal with no obligation to buy at the end of it. Luka Modric has been heavily quoted during the course of the last 24 hours. First of all, talking about Mbappe, he said he must leave PSG if he is to realise his potential. This comes, of course, just hours after Leonardo was quoted as saying that Mbappe is the future of PSG. He was also talking about his own career. He said, I want to complete my career and retire at Madrid. And he also gave an indication of his future plans as well after he retires. He stated that his wish is to move into coaching. And who knows, he could certainly follow in the footsteps of the likes of Raul by beginning with some of Madrid's youth teams. Right then, let's move on to Valencia. Take a look at the next opponents. It's meeting number 184. Madrid edging toward 100 victories. 95 so far, 39 draws. Next win for Valencia, though, takes them on to 50. They've met fairly regularly as well over the course of the millennium so far. This is meeting number 49 in all competitions. Valencia, though, have won just nine of those. Two of them at Bernabeu back in March of 2008. That was the last time Kuman was the man in charge then for Valencia. Uh, Schuster for Real Madrid. Madrid actually were leading by two goals to one, but two late goals conceded in that game. David Villa with a couple of goals. Aris Mendy with the other. Marcelo actually played that day for Real Madrid, the only survivor. In October of 2005, the other time that Valencia won in Madrid, Baraja and David Villa again on the score sheet. Last season, Madrid won 2-0. There was no goal. And Lucas Vasquez score back in December of this season. Valencia thought they'd actually beaten Real Madrid, if you recall it. Soler's goal, 12 minutes from time, was actually equalised by Benzema in the 95th minute. Uh, Madrid dominated the game as well, possession, 64% of the game, uh, 19 attempts on goal, but had only six on target, which was exactly the same number as Valencia, who only created nine. Uh, Cruz had one of his commanding days again in midfield, 109 passes, 105 of those being successful. 11 players in all on that day and an attempt on goal for Real Madrid, including keeper Thibaut Courtois. But though did follow that up with a 3-1 victory in the Supercopa semi-final. Cruz, Isco and Modric scored the goals. On to recent form, Valencia are on a pretty shambolic run of late, it has to be said. They've lost five of the last ten games they've played. They've won only two and kept only one 
one clean sheet as well. They've conceded 21 goals in that time. I remember Valencia have been quite consistent in the last couple of seasons. They finished fourth in the last two campaigns. They start the day down at seventh on 43 points. The next three teams above them, Atletico, Getafe, and Sociedad only three points ahead. Now, Madrid should be certain of goals. Valencia have kept, as we said, just one clean sheet away all season. As for their goal threats, two top scorers, the Uruguayan international Maxi Gomez on nine goals. He hasn't scored in the last eight games, though since the double that he got in the 2-0 victory over Barcelona. Still a decent start, though, in his first season since his move from Celta Vigo. Uh, Daniel Parejo is a goal behind on eight. He was once on the books of Real Madrid, remember, played for the C-team and Castilla before alone at Queen's Park Rangers, you may well remember. Uh, 2008-9, he made five appearances for Real Madrid, all as a sub. This is ninth campaign in the Valencia shirt. 14-15 was his best goal-scoring season on 12, so he's not actually far away from equaling that. And they had a very disappointing return to action. They were up against Levante. They managed just a draw. This despite Roger getting sent off on the 74th minute. Levante down to 10 then for the last quarter of an hour. Moreno scored on 89 minutes. So they were one minute away, they thought, from picking up three points. Melero, though, equalised with a penalty on the 98th minute. Well, I'd say overall managed just three shots on target in the entire game. And on this form, it is difficult to see anything but three points for Real Madrid. That's it then for today's roundup. We will be back later on in the week when we'll look back over the performance against Valencia. And we'll round up all of the rest of the news. Now, don't forget, you can catch up with all the previous episodes of the podcast via the website at www.realmadridpodcast.com or via any of the major streaming providers. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to welcoming you back on Friday. From me, Tim Capel, till then, bye-bye for now.